Welcome to the Evolve with Nicolette podcast. I'm Nicolette. I'm a small business owner, wife, and mom. As I'm on my own journey of healing through this process, I've been inspired to encourage a healthy, positive mindset for women and men everywhere. Here, as you will hear my own journey of growth, I will also feature people that are inspiring their communities through health, wellness, and business. I am so excited and so extremely grateful you've decided to press play today. Now let's get started. popping y'all i'm so excited that you are back this week i'm going to be talking about self-love in a relationship Oof, there's so much to unpack there and i feel like this is a good this is something i'm going to be talking about for a while like this is multiple episodes multiple different conversations and this is something that has been very very relevant in my life this topic of self-love as i'm married as i'm a mom what does that look like? How can you focus on self-care as you have to care for others? And I feel like you can do that. You can do that. It's just a matter of finding your rhythm, finding your rhythm in life, finding the rhythm in your routine or whatever that may be. I know that a lot of people are anti-routine, but there is some form of structure that needs to happen. Listen, we're not, not many of us are nomads, right? And not many of us are just like out here just doing exactly what they want to do. Our life does follow a nine to five schedule. It does follow a work schedule or kids schedule or whatever it may be. I feel like it, once you have like a routine, it can be very easy to lose yourself in the sauce. You can lose yourself as you are giving so much of yourself in a relationship, whether it's with your husband, your wife, whatever it may be, girlfriend, boyfriend, partner, we don't have to define it, whatever it may be. As you grow older and you choose to have children, that's another layer of responsibility that you have to tend to, right? And for me, uh, self-love, the practice of self-love was something that I've been doing way before I even met my husband. And that was because I was sick and tired of being in relationships or dating people who simply would over and over again keep on disrespecting me. I noticed that because I was very insecure and very, very young, I had so much to learn and grow up. You know, as soon as I felt like as soon as I left high school and turned 18, I thought I was so grown up. I thought I was a hot shit, which I probably was, you know, but I felt like I fucking knew it all. Right. These are my 20s. The, you know, the light of my life. This is it. This is the season. Ugh, was I dead wrong? I was boy crazy and I was going out a whole lot. And it's something that when I look back on, it was a fucking good time. It was a great time because I made it for a lot of lost time. I did not have, like, I partied a lot in high school. When I mean party, like, I hang out with my friends. Like, I had a very active social life in high school. And it continued, you know, past high school and into college. And we were going out and clubbing all the time. So, I don't want to say naturally, but it was one of those things where I never had a boyfriend before. And I was boy crazy and wanted to be in love, wanted to feel like what that was like to have a boyfriend. And I fell into it pretty, pretty soon after I turned 18. I had, I mean, you know, you have your things in high school, but I feel like none of that shit fucking matters. None of that counts. None of that counts. Nothing was ever serious, which is fine. But for me, I was dealing with a lot of things now that I look back. 
and my self-love just was non-existent. You know, my, I was very insecure of my appearance and the way how I looked and was well aware that I was, you know, a lot bigger than other girls. Looking back now, I was fucking perfectly normal. <laughs> I was not obese or none of that whatsoever. Like it was, I was a perfect midsize, but back then being plus size wasn't even a fucking trend, right? Like it was hard for me to shop one. It was hard for me to find clothes. It was, I learned doing my makeup through, you know, going to makeup consults at Mac and getting my face done for prom and winter formal and debuts, you know, debutante balls and all that and going out. And I was, I learned how to do my face. And I must say that learning how to put makeup on was very powerful for me. I really blossomed after high school. Like I was such a tomboy in high school. It was awesome to like feel good about myself. And even though it started with my face and it, cause I've always done my, you know, gotten pedicures with my mom, like from 15 and on, you know, until I started to do it myself and, you know, make money to be able to afford pedicures and nails and all these things. Learning how to take pride in my appearance was definitely something that was very powerful for me growing up. And mind you, I was working a lot, going to school, so I really was coming into my own in my early 20s. Like 18, 19, 20 was really good years. Like, I mean, 2007 was my peak. Like, at least of that era, that was my peak era. Like, it was great. My social life was fantastic, and starting to learn how to date, that was that was crazy to me like that like oh my god like these guys like actually like me and like asking me out for my number like I never had experience for that which led to me being a fucking sap and very naive and learning very early on what fuck boys are all types of things and how easily annoyed I was so my turnover ratio was pretty fast either they got sick of me or I got sick of them like I never had a relationship go past four to five months But I started to notice as relationships like, you know, started and dwindled and me learning how to be like a partner or someone to date, I noticed how I was very all about them rather than me. My confidence got a lot bigger and got a lot better as I started working and going to school and learning that I'm an independent woman and I don't need no one, you know, like that type of frame of mind. But I did fall hard a couple of times and especially back then as I was in a relationship or like in like, you know, with having some boyfriends here and there, the first one was terrible because, uh, so I don't really want to go into like the relationships that I went to and break them down by the core. But after just to cut long story short, my first boyfriend, uh, like boyfriend or guy that I was dating found out that he was dating, he was actually engaged to someone else. Absolutely terrible. And homegirl was the one who let me know. She called me back. Back then, ladies and gents, especially young things that are listening to me right now, back then you were able to see who was your caller ID, right? Like you're able to see who called you. So I guess because I was calling this guy's house or he was calling out to my cell phone or whatever it may be, she noticed like obviously that wasn't a number that she recognized, called me and she's like, uh, you're dating my fiance. I was fucking floored, immediately went into a fucking downward spiral, literally did not look back, apologized, was not on purpose and told her everything of how I met him and everything and all that stuff. 
that was shitty. Um, that That's a own podcast in itself. I don't really want to get into that. But all in all, P.O.S., okay? Then, not too long after that, another thing. You know, like, I dated. I went on dates and all this stuff. I Looking back, I was a serial dater. Like, I went on dates and had a lot of fun. Like I said, I was very, very social. And my friends and I went out a ton. Like, we went out nightclubs every weekend, Thursday through Saturday, because day clubs on Sunday was not popping back then, which makes me very sad, but it's okay because I was broke by Sunday. <laughs> My paycheck went to the weekend. Uh, but anyways, I digress. So going through those relationships and the second one, as I met him, like, oh my God, it was great. It was fun, cute, whatever. And also same thing. Found out he was a POS early dumped his ass very early on because I found out he was also with someone else. What the shit? That was terrible. So going through very two, like two extremes, kissing and dating a bunch of toads along the way in between those relationships, that was hard. And it sent me into a downward spiral into this deep, dark hole of self-loathing, insecurity, anxiety, and just absolutely big collapse of my self-esteem. As I got cheated on in those two relationships, I was in a relationship before my husband. It was on and off for a hot minute. I dated him the first time around for a couple of weeks only, and I fucked it up by asking him what we were, but I was so naive. So naive and so dumb in my dating game was not, it was non-existent. Right. But in between that lull of us seeing each other and dating each other again, it was a good like year. So I that was my growth year. And I felt like I really came into my own. I went through, you know, that deep, dark hole and was really on my like, oh, honey, I'm a bad bitch. And I just found out. <laughs> I just found out and I am leaning into that. And I had lots of fun and I did lots of books because I was so devastated when he ghosted me. And back then that ghosting wasn't even a thing. He just did not, you know, text me back anymore. And that was devastating. And it was also a dark time for me. And my my best friends again brought me out of that hole. And having a guy best friend was so good back then because he really gave me different points of view. Um, some things I agreed on, some things I didn't. And one of the things that he he had mentioned was that I looked intimidating. You know, because when I have heels on, easy 5'11", 6 feet tall, depending on how high my heels were. Going out all the time, I was always the tallest one in the bunch, like, all the time. And not only that, but I dressed fabulously, okay? So... He would say that I looked expensive and that's sometimes intimidating for guys. I quickly was like, well, then I'm not attracting any of these broke fools either. Like I'm not then if they think I'm too expensive or I look intimidating, then I don't need those little weenies around me anyways. Like, so I'm not going to change who I am. So that was great. So that was me realizing my self-worth and knowing that it's okay. I don't have to like play down who I am. This is who I am. Take me as I am. Eventually, he came back into my life. It was very seamless. Like, not like we had took off where we left off, but I was a different girl. And he realized that. 
And him realizing that probably made me a lot more, I don't, I don't want to say attractive, but it, it was probably more intriguing. I probably was someone that was like, oh, snap, like you're not the little girl that I dated long time ago, you know, a while ago. This is a brand new Nico. He was into it. And so was I. But he, as we dated, and I'm telling you, like we dated every weekend. And we would see each other throughout the week. And going through all that, like, I had my own life and I was getting shit together. In between the time where he came back into my life, not only were my best friends help and realizing what a bad bitch I was, I also read a book called Why Men Love Bitches. And that book was game-changing, game-changing. And it taught me game. Eventually also adding to my self-worth, you know, knowledge. Like, yes. And one of the biggest things I still remember from that book was to not make yourself so available when it comes to dating. You have to give them something to be sought after. And when you lay it all on the line on a fucking platter, girl, on a, if you lay yourself on a whole fucking charcuterie plate, they have all, you know, you're giving them all the goods up front. So I don't know. That's what really helped me in my dating game. Like it really did. I wasn't always available, you know, because the first time around when I dated him, I was always available. Every time he'd call, want to do something, I said yes. So this time, as I'm working, as I'm going to school, have a social life, like, oh, well, no, I can't go out this Friday. Like, I'm going to the club with my friends. You know, that vibe, like, I remember the vibe on the phone was like, oh, you are? Okay. And that tip right there of being not being available was so good and works works big time as time went on as I was dating him I was dating him often like we were going out on dates often but the thing is is that he was not asking me to be his girlfriend that was a red flag that I really ignored but I was well aware but because of the PTSD from the first time around of asking him of what we were, I was so like not going to be the one to ask him again. This continued him and I dating and it felt like I was, you know, we were, it felt like we were exclusive. There was a point where, so it really was about lust and the physical attraction. I had this thing of like, well, I don't want to let him go because I don't know if I'm going to get that again which is so fucked up, which is still a sign of my low self-esteem. And just one day, and because I also tried, I really tried because as I would introduce him as my friend, because guys really fucking hate that, you hit never really, it didn't really open the door to him. Like, oh, I'm your friend only. Like he never really just did, like he would, he would say that, but he never would follow it up with, oh, well then you're my girlfriend right so that was big in the back of my mind because I needed him to claim me because I wanted him I wanted him to do that eventually I got sick of his shit because I really tried to date also so there was like a couple weeks where I'm not calling you he didn't really call me either so I just started dating again and I never called him I never called him throughout that time and I started dating other guys and I just remember being on a date with someone else and I was in the bathroom and I answered the phone and it was him And it was just like right back into and that even though he wasn't someone that was bad, because listen, 
He paid all the time. He picked me up all the time. And listen, we didn't live close to each other. So it was always something like, oh, you don't want to drive here? It's like, no, you can pick me up. And he did, girl. Like, I'm saying, like, it, it worked. But it was one of those things of, like, you're not asking me to be your girlfriend. And when that, when I was in the bathroom while on a date with someone else and he called, it was like, oh, my God. Okay, so thank God you called, right? Like, because I only really, truly wanted to be with him. And I was really set on, like, this fool's the love of my life. I was dead fucking wrong. And just one day I remember (sighs) after spending the night at his house, it was one of those things where I just looked at him and just kind of discussed like it's been a year and a half, almost two years from the last time we dated from like the first time around. And this fool still didn't ask me to be his girlfriend. I just fucking looked at him like, that's it. This is it. And I remember just getting up and just packing my shit and he kind of just like rolled over and he looked at me and was like oh where are you going you're leaving already like yeah i gotta go that level of like i don't give a fuck anymore what you say was so powerful to me because usually i would just be like all right i won't leave but that time i just remember like packing my stuff and was like this is the last time i'm gonna be in this room because if he wants me he wants me and if he wants to put you know put a label on what we are then he needs to put a label on what we are and i remember just just walking out of his room and him just like okay well I'll just walk you out just wait you know I did not care for any of that he kind of like grabbed me and I didn't really like because he was pretty tall I didn't really like you know motion to like give him a kiss back so he was only able to reach my forehead and I just kept walking and he's like Nico what's wrong and I just put my fingers in the air and was like deuces fool I'm out of here like you like I was I really wanted him so bad to just for me to be just for him to say the fucking words of like you're my girlfriend and to validate me and but that's the thing I realized in that moment that I didn't need anyone to fucking validate me and whoever wanted to be my boyfriend was gonna do it that was that that was the last time I was at his house and listen there was definitely some remorse after that because I was like oh my god I fucked up you know But I knew that he was never going to ask me to be his girlfriend and we're just going to continue at the pace we were. I didn't want that for myself. That's also what the book also taught me too was just that, oh, well, I'm worthy of being someone's girlfriend and I'm worthy to be given that respect of someone claiming me, you know, like, and me claiming them. And after that, I was just like, I'm just going to go out and have fun with my cousins and my friends. I'm not going to date for a while. Actively stopped. You know, going to the nightclub, being on the prowl. (laughs) And as I did that, I met my husband maybe six months later. That was the year I was turning 21. That was it. And it's been all crazy since then. I turned 21 and had the best birthday. It was really on this tip of like, I'm just going to have fun and I'm not really going to be. And I felt like as I let go... You know, I wasn't really going to be looking for anything, you know, just having a good time. And as I did that, I had more attention than I ever did before. I eventually met my husband at the Mai Tai Bar in Long Beach. And that was crazy because I had such a bad day that day. So that was, you know, so that was crazy. And realizing through that as someone did not want to claim me as their girl, but him not putting the title was so important to me because I wanted that title, you know, and that was my very long winded answer of how to 
realize your self-love like how I realized it. It made me be more appreciative that as I got, you know, was dating my now husband back then because I did the same thing. I did the same thing with him in the relationship of not making him a priority, but making me a priority of like, oh, well, I'm not always available. And I was kind of super short on the phone. And he was someone that showed me lots of attention from the get. And I had realized like, oh, snap, is this what it feels like to get the appreciation and the attraction reciprocated back? And it was always kind of like, oh, my God, this is what it feels like to actually like like someone and that be reciprocated back. And that was crazy. And through that, I was glad for those things because I remember on our first date, I was so glad for what I had been through up until that point because I was so well aware of what I was worth. I was so aware of me being so worthy of self-love of someone else's love when we were on our first date he had asked what was i looking for in a relationship we were driving down the 710 free i remember where we were like we're right on the 405 where the 710 meet i remember because i could see the overpass like going and i just remember closing my eyes and saying i just need someone that knows he's a king already because i know that i'm a queen and if you don't know that you're a king already i can't help you on that journey that's something that you have to realize on your own and woof That is something that till this day, I will tell that story over and over again because it set the tone. I got exactly what I had said I got. And because my husband knew that he was a king, you know, like he knew what he wanted in a relationship. And he was someone who had no problem with asking me to be his girlfriend within a couple of, what, two, three months, like of us just dating. That how easy that was and how our relationship just like flowed and blossomed. Actual developing genuine deep feelings of love. It was like damn I'm glad for what I went through or else I would have went into this relationship not having any type of self-worth. Listen understand that you do not have to go through all that shit. Definitely don't have to be cheated on twice be in a relationship that was not labeled for two years you know what I mean you do not have to go through all that stuff you can do that before you know because you can heal while you're in a relationship but that shit gets messy and can get toxic I truly believe in not fully being able to love someone else until you fully loved yourself. I'm not saying that you have to wait to love and do the inner work on yourself, but you have to truly understand your worth and be able to be to lean into that worth, okay? It is so important. And I feel that that is something that is so necessary and sets the foundation for a relationship is the relationship with yourself because I didn't have it all figured out back then and I damn well for sure wasn't all the way secure that did come out in the beginning first couple years of our marriage but looking back now and reflecting on almost what 13 years of being together we were together in 08 don't make me do the math right now yeah about Yeah, 13 years of being together. There's so much things that I learned and that was great for our beginning of relationship. But as we are on a relationship now, as we are married now, I realize how important it is to not have this pedestal where you put someone else above you. For me, being a stay-at-home mom and and, you know, a a housewife or whatever the fuck, you know, working from home, um, there becomes this like complex of like, I'm so thankful that he works so hard. Yes, but that is, I am 
also working so hard and I compliment our relationship as I am raising our sons, as I am working on my dreams and working on my goals, you know, and him supporting that is just so awesome. It's just so amazing because it really, this really is a partnership and really is a team. The term of like giving 50-50 in a relationship is something I do not subscribe to because I do believe that, you know, being in love doesn't take work. You know, the love is effortless, right? When you're in love with someone, but marriage is work and it takes the two of you every day to give each other your best that day every single day and there's times where that falls flat and it's a matter of either one picking up that slack right so it can't just be 50 50 you guys both have to give 100 percent. not staying in your own lane but really like going in the same direction in that lane because it is the life that you are jointly you know cultivating together i take a lot of time and emphasize a lot of my self-love practices as I am a wife and as I am a mom, because I believe that, you know, you cannot put someone on a pedestal above yourself and because I'm right up there with you. I'm a queen as you are a king. That is very, very powerful. feel like you can never be completely healed. You cannot cut someone who didn't hurt you. So a lot of those relationships that you're healing from, whether it's from your childhood or from past relationships, it is so important to deal with those things before you get into another relationship. Just to sort yourself out and to sort out those feelings. Because I've seen so many times in people's relationships that a lot of the time people are paying for what the previous person did in that relationship. And it's so essential to heal those types of wounds. Because you don't want to cut the person that loves you right now. And even that wound can be the love for yourself. That is another, I feel like that can easily be another episode, is being in relationships you have yet to be healed from while being currently in the one you are in right now is something that's very powerful and I think should have its own space on my podcast it is essential to take time for yourself and it's so powerful when you do that I feel like it really has helped in my relationship with my husband because I can realize that I had lashed out for so many different things which were unresolved trauma unresolved issues and things that I have experienced before and same thing for him my husband comes from a broken home, a very toxic and volatile, volatile relationship between his parents. Some of those wounds and some of those scars, I have been in the path of. I had to take the brunt of some of that pain some of, sometimes, but I understand and I have compassion. And, and that's why in our relationship, we work so hard. I hope this helped a lot because I know that I rambled in a lot of places. It is so essential to put yourself first in a relationship because you cannot pour from an empty cup and that's not just as a spouse but also as a mother as a father you know I preach that and I advocate that all the time because I live that every day it is a battle and it is a dance sometimes of like finding the rhythm of doing my self-healing you know as I'm loving and caring for and nurturing my husband and my sons It is very important that I do the same for myself and that it doesn't just end there because it's not a one-time thing. This is a daily practice, something that you have to work on for yourself because for me, being happy, like my kids deserve that. 
I know that I can't be happy all the time, but at least my outlook in life is not so negative, you know? My outlook is not so dim and grim. I want to be better for them so that they don't have to heal from me and my pain. That's why I'm on this journey and that's why I do things like this to hopefully plant a seed or turn, you know, make the light bulb go off. And I'm so thankful for this space and I'm so thankful that you have chosen to like hold space for me today and hopefully this wasn't just a ramble. (laughs) Uh, But I'm very appreciative. Like I said, you are so worthy of love. You are so worthy of self-love and you are enough now regardless if you're in a relationship or not. And it's very important to realize that because it will make your future relationships so much more sweeter. And they will know exactly how to treat you when they see that you are treating yourself with grace, with love, with compassion, with respect, you know, like that's all necessary for sure. And I love that I'm finally on this relationship series because this is something I've been wanting to talk about and is so effortless for me to talk about because not that I have so much experience, but I've learned so much in my time of dating and in my long couple of years of being a, being married. So I am so thankful and shout out to my husband for putting up with my shit. So I am so honored you are here and have taken this time to listen. And that is it for this week. And I will see you guys next week. Thank you so much. I love and appreciate y'all. Have a blessed, blessed day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you love what you heard today, please rate and leave a review on iTunes. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to keep the good stuff coming. For more inspiration and what I'm up to, please follow me on Instagram at Evolve Nicolette. Don't forget to tag me in your screenshots of the episodes you're listening to. Also, I do a happy dance every single time I get one and I love them so much. Thank you so much. See you on the next episode.